Good evening, guys, and you're welcome to another exciting episode of your show. It's your girl, Stainless. Yes, this episode and your show is always going to be exciting. Niger, don't be like, oh, why is it always exciting? It's always exciting because I get to talk to you, with you, for you, and tell you what's been happening like all over the world within. 30 minutes and speaking of all over the world of course you know the fifa world cup qatar 2022 is going on and a lot of people actually went for this world cup but you know right now is the round of 16 and speaking of the round of 16 portugal is winning 2-0 against switzerland and of course morocco has moved on to the next level and they won Spain with 3-0. Of course, with penalties. Actually, that's a good one. If they, if they played for the whole minute and then they didn't get to score and then they had this opportunity, and well, I think we'll, we'll still say that is a good game. Now, Portugal is actually winning Switzerland with 2-0. And a lot of people were actually scared at the beginning of the match because they felt because Ronaldo, Sierra 7, the controversial Ronaldo is on the bench. I know a lot of people are going to come at me for this but it's true it's actually true i tend to call him controversial because he's leaving a little bit of the sports scene to kind of bring in a lot of entertainment recently we saw the log has we log has he had with uh his current club which is no longer part of the club manchester united and of course he was on the bench today, a lot of people felt like he decided to stay on the bench for this match, actually. While some people felt like, okay, it was a good that didn't want to put him in the match. But whichever way it is, we know Ronaldo always has his way. And yes, I'm happy for Portugal. They are winning the match right now. And of course, signing Ronaldo is a good idea for Chelsea, says Romano. Uh, a popular Italian transfer expert, Fabrizio Romano, has noted that signing Cristiano Ronaldo will be... A very good option for Cristiano Ronaldo, actually. You know, Chelsea's reported to be interested in signing that seven-year-old. He's currently without a club after his contract with Manchester United was terminated last month. I hope you guys followed the story. Did you follow the story? Do you know why there was a termination? Well, CR7 had some issues with the club, Manchester United. And you know, after he left Juventus and all of that, he came to he came back to Manchester United, and of course, a lot of people were happy to have him back. Fans were happy to have him back, but it seems there were some underlying issues that needed to be settled as a club, which CR7 didn't settle as a club, but he took it all out to the media, granted exclusive interviews, and you know, said a lot of things, talked down on the players. It actually trended, and you know, after that. It happened the way it happened. Now, Romano told Kourosai that the Portugal captain is totally com- focused on his country's World Cup activities, after which he will now decide on the club to join. The former Real Madrid and Juventus star have reportedly received, like, he is not only Real Madrid and Juventus star, he actually has a lot of fans outside of this clubs. have reportedly received a tempting offer from Saudi Arabian club Al Nasser. Yes, the Saudis always bring huge money to the table, where he could potentially earn 175 million euros in two years. Well, Ronaldo is, is already a very rich player, if you ask me, though. Now, Romano also confirmed that the offer from the Arabian side is official and concrete, adding that Al Nasser has a chance of signing the five-time Balloon the All winner. 
He said, however, that the players' representatives were still in search of clubs in Europe. What if that seven-year-old can still play Champions League football? Of course, if he goes as far as Saudi Arabia, that means there will be no Champions League either football for him. And what is Champions League without CR7? Some people might say, but we still have a lot of legendary players still playing for the league. Messi, and you know, a lot of good players actually. Now, on Chelsea, I think Cristiano is always a good idea. He could give them a gold threat and good experience and winning mentality. But the project is more about young players right now, he added. Mm. I think it would be a good one to see Cristiano Ronaldo in Chelsea, you know, having... The only club he probably hasn't played for is Arsenal. So, if Chelsea signs him, maybe the next club that should sign him will probably be Arsenal. What do you think about that, guys? Okay, still on sports, Samuel Eto appears to lash out at a man in Qatar after their game. Okay, so it happened that a video was, you know, posted online about, you know, the incident actually occurred outside the stadium, actually, 974 in Doha, after Monday's last 16, last round of 16 match between Brazil and South Korea, which is South you know, Americans won 4-1. Now, Eto, Samuel Eto, that name rings a bell, okay? Even for non-football uh, fans, you know, Samuel Eto is actually a very, a very, you know, big name in the football scene. Now, Eto, who is not president of his country's football federation, Fakafoot, posed for several pictures with supporters before getting into an angry altercation with another man with a video camera. Yes, I saw the video and it was more like, you know how people charge at celebrities with their cameras and, you know, press people and all of that. So the man actually, you know, approached him with a camera and probably said something provocating to him, which, you know, made him to start reacting. That's what I saw in the video. Actually, now the footage showed Eto advancing towards the man before he was restrained by bystanders. Actually, he was first restrained by bystanders, but I think whatever the camera guy said to him really got to him. Because he still went ahead to charge against him and he really wanted to like <laughs> hit the guy. I'm like, oh my god, this is really extreme now. Come on, guys. Now, but the 41-year-old then broke free and appeared to lash out towards the man with his knee. The four-time African Football of the Year is also an ambassador of Qatar's Supreme Committee for Delivery and Legacy, which is overseeing the organization of the World Cup alongside World Governing Body FIFA. Now, Fekafood and the Supreme Committee have been contacted for comments, and of course, they haven't been able to say anything, you know. You have to let this thing rest and digest. Eto, who scored 56 goals in 118 games for Cameroon, was elected Fekafood president in December last year. Okay, he has also been seen playing spells at Real Madrid, Malocar, Inter Milan, Chelsea, and Everton. Now, after after this incident actually happened, I really loved what Eto did. I think a lot of celebrities should also learn that. A lot of people who have people looking up to them, mentors and all of that, should really... But I think it should be more of have some sort of self-control. Try to, you know, control your temper because... Eto has actually, Samuel has actually gone to his social media handle to apologize. He wrote a letter. He said, my sincere apologies. He said, on last week, December, after the Brazil-South Korea match, I had a violent altercation with a person who was probably an Algerian supporter. He's not sure, but he thinks. Now, I would like to apologize for losing my temper and reacting in a way that does not match my personality. I apologize to the public for this unfortunate incident. I pledge to continue to resist the relentless provocation and daily harassment of some Algerian supporters. 
Indeed, since the Cameroon Audrey match on 29 March in Builder, I have been the target of insults and allegations of cheating without any evidence. Mm. During this walk up, Cameroonian fans have been harassed and pestered by Algerians on the same subject. I would like to mention that the scenario of Algeria's defeat was cruel, but perfectly in line with the rules and ethics of our sport. All the appeals made by the Algerian Football Federation to the competent jurisdiction have been rejected. Mm. I therefore call all the Algerian authorities and Federation to take their responsibilities to put an end to this unhealthy climate. Okay. So, um, that was the apology that he put out there on his social media page. And really, mm, we appreciate the apologies, but we would want it to be that people or, you know, celebrities or whatever. Yes, they are also humans. They also have feelings. No matter how much we want them to compose themselves in public, no matter how much we expect them to be in a particular type of way or any kind of way. These people are still humans and they still have blood running through their veins. So they are prone to being temperament. They are prone to getting angry. They are prone to having, you know, all these things that the normal person could actually have if being provocated or if being, you know, attacked or all of that. But it will be advisable if they tend to control themselves more rather than put out this apology. But the apology is out there. And I think, uh, for me, I think it's a good one. Some, some, some people might not even go as far as really apologizing. Yeah, some people might just, you know, wave it over and be like, let them go, you know, f themselves. Like he or she was the person who charged at me with a camera. Okay, that's that on sports, guys. And let's let's move a bit to the political scene. Okay, in as much as a lot of us do not. I repeat, do not want to talk about the political thing, but this is something that has really come to stay. It's something that has really... Politics is, is part of our everyday life, and there is no way we are going to, you know, keep on pushing it aside. But but first of let, let's start with some bills, okay? So the House of Representatives today passed a bill to establish the Nigerian Peace Corps. The core is to essentially facilitate peace and security of local communities and neighborhoods. It will be recalled that both chambers of the National Assembly, the House and the Senate had in 2017 passed the Nigerian Peace Corps Establishment Bill in 2016. Yes, I hope you guys remember the the Nigerian Peace Corps. Yeah, do people remember that uniform? They wear this white, you know, vest with their uh, flag by the side and their, you know, emblem. The It's had a yellow-green or so kind of color to their flag and they had this navy blue on you know and they are being asked to be reinstated again because president muhammad buhari withheld his assent to the bill saying there was no money to for, for such establishment and there was a duplication of functions of conventional security agencies now in july 2019 the bill was reintroduced and regazetted as hb 17. it was sponsored by the chief whip honorable tahi mongundo from Borno state in his late debate, Mogunu cited Order 12, Rule 16 of the Standing Order of the House, which prescribed that a bill passed by the previous assembly upon being regazetted or clean copy circulated be reconsidered in the Committee of the Whole without being commenced de novo. Now, consequently, the House passed the bill after considering and adopting the report in a related development. The House also passed the bill, you know, some of the bills was 
actually passed now the reason for uh the president you know not signing that bill the last time was because he felt there's a duplication of office like the peace corps if that's to maintain peace in the local communities and neighborhoods then what is the police force for yeah because we have a lot of police stations opened in communities you know in every corner of the state in every corner of the nation so if we also have peace corps too okay he, he feels it's a duplication of offices and do you agree with that do you think there's a particular thing that the peace corps peace corps is doing that the police do not get to do i for i for one know that people are always afraid of the police because the police you say police is your friend but people are always afraid of the police because even if you want to go make a report to the police station you also have to pay a certain there are just so many things that goes on with the police between individual and you know the citizen and the police and bail is free but yet you you know you still pay money and all of that and then if you invite a police officer to a case to come and settle a dispute you see you're still going to fold their car you're still going to do a lot of things but the peace corps i know that they are going to be very approachable people because um, you know uh, um they are not you know in the police un uniform and regalia so citizens will tend to approach them the more and some certain disputes will not get to the station you know it might just be settled amicably you know in the presence of a peace comment but i for one thing this is one of the benefits but the the government is saying the president precisely says duplication of offices so let's see how that goes since the bill has been reintroduced again and they are calling for it to you know be signed and they be brought back now there is also another decision you know today is all about settling disputes guys you know Eto settling his dispute ronaldo's dispute you know peace corps the federal government you know that has dispute and now there is a, a decision the house of representatives has asked the federal government to continue the construction of the lagos calabar coastal railway line so apparently there is a railway line that is under construction from lagos to calabar i think such projects shouldn't be stopped for any reason whatsoever a lot of roads are bad the roads are you know i think we, we need more means of transportation it shouldn't be all all on the roads or on air the rail system should be brought back it should be brought back to the society because it's good it's cool yeah last episode we talked about the abja kaduna railroad you know being you know re-established that is back to function and people are advised to use it and that there will be no kidnappers of some sort and all of that that is one for the north so let's get one here too so the house of rep has asked the federal government to consider the construction of the lagos clubber coastal railway line the lawmakers made the call on tuesday after adopting a motion moved by dozier ferdinand during plenary now mr ferdinand in his motion informed his colleagues that the ministry of transportation stopped the project this year after challenges with funding now he noted that the federal executive council had in 2017 approved the construction of the project and got commitment from exim Bank of china to provide 11 billion dollars for the project the lawmaker revealed that federal government later changed the investors to Standard Chartered Bank to provide the money. Mm. Why? Why is that that discrepancy there? Okay. Now he noted that despite the importance of the project to the south, the ministry later announced the suspension of the project again. Now the project was stopped by the Federal Ministry of Transportation 
in 2022 despite the concluded arrangement with Standard Chartered Bank and the federal government 30 billion naira commitment to the contractor, he said. I mean, why stop this contract? Why stop it? Money has already been committed. Now, following his motion, the House resolved that the federal government must reverse the decision to discontinue the project. The Committee on Large Transportation was asked to liaise with the Federal Minister of Transportation and other relevant government agencies to ensure that the East-West Coastal Rail project is captured in 2023 budget estimates. Already we're having deficits in that 2023 budget. The government's already looking to borrow money to fund, you know, some of the budgets and we're having this type of issue. Okay, well, we just hope that they bring back this like they continue with the project this is not a project that is not going to be beneficial to the society it's going to be beneficial to the government they'll be able to raise revenue from that and then it will be easier for people to travel like it mustn't be on the road they are, make life easier for citizens and the society federal government please we beg of you guys we beg of you guys that you continue with this project and do not discontinue it okay now, still on the political scene, there is the Chatham House discourse going on with the APC presidential candidates. Asiwa Jubala Tinubu. Okay. So, recently, he spoke on his agenda for Nigeria at the Royal Institute of International Affairs, also known as Chatham House, in London. Now, the problem is not that he spoke there and talked about, you know, his manifesto or whatever he, is, he had in mind for Nigeria. He actually delegated his team members to answer some of the questions that were being thrown at him. That is where the discrepancy, that is where the problem is, that is where the dispute is, that is where the quarrel is. Nigerians feel like he shouldn't have done that. Now let's let's think let's analyze it this way. Why should he? He is the presidential candidate. He should be able to answer all these questions, right? Now if at all he was not present at that gathering, at that meeting, it would be understandable that his representatives are there, his team members are there to speak for him and to also relay to the people what his intentions are actually about what he has in mind for Nigeria. But he was he was there on ground. So why really get your questions being thrown at you, the presidential candidate, to your team members? Now the team members came, you know, they tried saying things like, oh, that this is a way of the presidential candidate being inclusive in court. They are saying that he is including his team members in his day-to-day, you know, activities and they know what he knows and he's actually going to be ruling together with them. So, you know, they saw it as some sort of inclusiveness, but Nigeria said, no, this is a no-no. Actually, this is a no-no for me too because I feel like um, if it was a question thrown at the team members, then it would have been a different thing altogether. But this question was not thrown at team members. It was thrown at the presidential candidate. So you are supposed to tell us what you feel about these issues. You are the one who's going to make decisions. You are the one who's going to make policies. You're the one who's going to execute them. You're the one who's in charge of the nation. There is no need for you to, you know, push questions aside to your team members. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Guys, I actually saw an elephant drawing today. The elephant was actually painted and painted a walk of art, to be honest. Now, if you think this is not true, go to Our Great Earth on Instagram and go check them out. Okay, he's a video creator. They do with travel, nature, and animals. So go check them out. Our Great Earth, big 
panda b-i-g-p-a-n-n-d-a go check them out you're going to actually see what i saw today an elephant was literally drawing painting and it was so nice i was like how is this even possible okay moving on you all know we have new naira notes coming up shortly and the central bank of nigeria has not only introduced new naira notes there's another new one right now the central bank of nigeria has pegged maximum daily withdrawals via automated teller machines atms and point of sale pos terminals at twenty thousand naira each day and hundred thousand naira for the week and five hundred thousand naira for organizations hmm okay i think well, in the assembly, the Apex Bank made this known on Tuesday in a circular to deposit money banks and other financial institutions. The circular was signed by CBN Director of Banking Supervision, Haruna Mustafa. Now, the Apex Bank said the regulatory directive takes effect nationwide from January 9th. So, from January 9th, you are not going to be able to withdraw more than 20000 naira at the ATM or POS. The CBN said the new policy is sequel to the launch of the release designed 200, 500, and 1,000 naira notes by President Muhammad Buhari on November 23, 2022. He directed DMOs to ensure that weekly over-the-counter OTC cash withdrawals by individuals and corporate entities do not exceed 100,000 naira and 500,000 naira, respectively. Okay, <clears throat> so the maximum cash withdrawal via point of sale terminal shall be 20,000 naira daily, and the maximum cash withdrawal. Per week, their automated telemachine shall be 100,000, subject to a maximum of 20,000 cash withdrawal per day. Okay? And this is the one that got me. They said only denominations of 200 naira and below shall be loaded into the ATMs. Wow. The CBN governor, Godwin Emefiele, had on October 26, 2022, announced the redesigning of the three bank notes, saying the new and existing currencies will remain legal, tender, and circulate together until January 31st, 2023. The Apex Bank believes that the redesign note will limit cash in circulation and therefore restrict the hidden activities of ransom demanding kidnappers as well as politicians, you know, in order to rig their upcoming election. Okay. <clears throat> now, however, the People's Democratic Party and some eminent Nigerians, including Governor Godwin Obaseki of Edo State, as well as the general overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Pastor Enoch Adeboye, have faulted the Naira redesign as having no basis in economics. <clears throat> okay, guys, what do you guys think about this one? Because I feel like this is going to be hard. Okay, so that means we are now going to resort to transferring, more transferring, and more transfers. Since there's going to be a limit on cash. Yeah? I feel like they are doing this to limit election rigging, you know, buying votes on that particular day, which is cool, which is fine. But what about businesses? It's not going to affect businesses because we are going to have a case of, okay, I'm going to pay for these goods. You have to hold it back on a complete payment by transferring 20K every day. Then how is how is this really going to work out? Because right now, in as much as they're trying to make this cashless, they're also trying to make people hold cash in their house because since they're not going to be allowed to access their money as they want, they'll not hold the cash because they have one or two, you know, transactions to perform within the week or, 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 you know, daily. I mean, this is going to be a hard one for marketers. That is going to, in fact, 
digital digital banking is going to be on the rise there's going to be a lot of revenue generated from digital banking next year the moment this um policies set in because now there's going to be a lot of transfers there's going to be a lot of charges the tenure they usually charge from bank to bank and there will be an increase you know on bank apps a lot of people are going to start using bank apps and start taking bank up seriously now because that is the only way you'll be able to have limitless transaction as you as you want to since you're not going to be able to you know go to the pos or the atm and withdraw as much as you want well let's see how that goes but i really think it's going to be be like a big toll on businesses because right now it's either transfer or transfer okay moving on to the social media space meta introduces age verification tools to check underage users on facebook dating platform i think it's high time they do that so that minors will stop getting into the media space and assessing materials that are not supposed to be assessed now one might ask how are they going to do this how do you be able to verify someone's age you know so the global tech giant Meta has announced it will be introducing age verification tools to its Facebook dating platform in order to checkmate the infiltration of underaged users. Now, making the announcement, Meta's director of data governance, Erica Finkel, noted that the Meta was aiming to continue its work with an online age verification company, Yoti, to allow users to maintain their privacy and also provide account holders with more options to verify their age. Yes, before you engage with any sort of discussion or conversation with anybody, you have to be sure you are not having that conversation with a minor. So you're not going to be held accountable, you know, for any issue that comes up after that. I think that's a good one. That's a good step from Meta, which is now, you know, Facebook. Now, talking about reality TV shows, I know what's on our mind is probably just Big Brother Niger. Well... Big Brother Niger is not only the reality TV show right now in Nigeria. The next Titan Nigeria is actually Nigeria's foremost entrepreneurial reality TV show. And this is yes, season 9 that was just concluded and is titled The Game Changer. And of course, they already have a winner. Eric Anthony has won the sum of 20 million naira. And he is the winner of the next Titan Nigeria. So... If you are not able to make it to Big Brother House, this is another opportunity, this is another platform for you to make really good money. And now, this one is not even all about, you know, all those clout chasing and catching crews in the house. This is actually about intellect. This is about people who are ready to do business. This is about youths who are ready to crack their brain, you know, in order to become the next actor. So go check them out on their page on IG. The next Titan Nigeria Instagram, go check them out. The season nine has just been concluded. I know they'll be looking forward to season 10. Maybe you could join, maybe you could participate if you're tired of watching Big Brother Niger. Okay, that is all for tonight. Um, before we leave, I have a question for you. Yeah, a question for the day. Do you think Okay, before I ask you the question, there are four things in a relationship that must be kept a secret. Four things in a relationship that must be kept a secret. Do you agree with me? One, sex-related issues. Two, financial issues. Three, flaws. Four, 
fights or heated arguments. These four things should be kept secret in a relationship. Oh yeah, now where is the buzzword? If you keep all these words a secret, uh, what are people supposed to gossip? Okay, guys, guys, I'm just joking. But I really think that people should start putting their business away from the public eye there is no need to come out and wash your dating links in public if you're in a relationship with someone and you feel like you love this person and you guys have an agreement to be partners and all of that then for god's sake keep it sacred keep it that way there's no need to come and start you know saying some certain things all over people are actually really extreme like people go to some extent you know to say some certain things about their relationship we will eventually cause trouble and at the end of the day some people might want to go and solve the problem and they will use you people and do what come back together that being said our question for the day is this do you think you can date your friend's ex your friend's ex your friend is no longer dating your ex, the person no and then you actually meet the girl somewhere else and then you now find out that this girl has actually dated your friend before and there has actually been quite is happening like sexual you know relationship happened between the two of them in the past like do you think this is something you can subscribe to do you think you can actually date your friends all right guys ponder on that question and do me a favor like subscribe share okay you are going to encourage me to come back every time for a fresh episode to talk about things and if there's anything you want to comment anything you want to leave behind for us to talk about do me a favor please tell me how you really really feel thank you so much for staying it's your girl stay less and be less, and i'll see you next time bye